Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure with me, Kim, and me, Amy. And we are going to give you a spoiler-free recommendation for your next romantic read. In today's episode, we will be discussing the Chance Sisters series by Anne Gracie. The titles in this series are The Autumn Bride is the first, the second is The Winter Bride. The- <laughs> Today our guest uh, podcaster is a little baby. Thanks for your comments, Arthur. Can you keep them to yourself? The Winter Bride is the second. The third is The Spring Bride. And Kimberly, can you guess what the fourth book would be called? I'm not going to lie. I haven't been listening. Uh, I guess The Autumn Bride. Have we already done that We've one? We've done that. was the first one. Uh-oh. Autumn, winter, spring. Oh, summer. I Correct. Guess summer. Yay. Yay. I have a question. Yes. On behalf of the listeners at home. Yes. If it's called the Chance Sisters series, why are they all named after seasons of the year? Why is it not called the Season Sisters? It's a very good question, Kimberly. Mm. I'd say, you know, not being Anne Gracie to answer this question, my guess would be that the characters, you know, the, the character who becomes the Autumn Bride, her surname is Chance. Is it really, though? Well, shall I give a spoiler-free recap? Why don't you? What a seamless segue. <laughs> so the Chances to series follows four girls who are, I'm going to call them sisters by circumstance. Yeah, nice. There are two sisters. So the leader of the group, the eldest, is Abigail or Abby. She's a governess. She and her sister Jane were left in very, very reduced circumstances by their parents' death. They went to a like sort of school for impoverished young ladies who were daughters of gentlewomen. Abby's finished. She's got a position as a governess in London. She thinks her sister Jane is going to go from this school to be a companion to an elderly lady. But very, very early in the book, so it is not a spoiler, Kimberly. No, no. Abby is on an afternoon off and a young woman who looks like a servant pops up and says, are you Miss Chantry? Whatever her name is. Chantry. That's her name. Abigail Chantry. And she says, yes, I am. She says, I've got a message from your sister. It turns oh, out right. that her sister Jane isn't actually currently the companion to a gentlewoman, but for reasons that get revealed later on in the series and in the story is against her will in a brothel. As a brothel worker. Yes. But she's not just like... In the brothel. Yeah, true. Okay, right. So she's... And so this young woman, the servant, whose name is Daisy, arranges for the two girls to escape from the brothel. And I've said two because Jane brings with her a friend who's also Mm -hmm. in the brothel against her will as a worker, um, Damaris. Abigail takes all three of the girls. She insists that Daisy Daisy. comes with them. Yeah, because they're worried that if Daisy stays behind, even though Daisy is not – so Daisy is a servant in the brothel. She's She's working class Cockney. Yeah. And she has a limp. Is it a limp? Yeah, she's – yeah. That's why there was a reason, though, why they couldn't put her to work in the brothel as a prostitute. There was originally, but one of the reasons why Daisy's like, I would actually like to leave is because it had changed ownership. The woman who ran it, her son took over and he was evil. Yes. And he, she was going to actually auction Daisy off to someone who was into limp. Oh. Yeah. So so Daisy's going to leg it. 
No pun intended. Ah, so Abigail takes all three of the girls home, but this results in her being dismissed from her job as a governess to this hideous family she's working for. And no, Arthur, it's horrible. We then flash forward to the next chapter. It's a couple of months later, and the girls, all four of them, are all living together in a tenement house next to this really dilapidated 16th century aristocratic mansion. And um, they're starving. They're starving. Jane has got the fever, some type of fever. She's really, 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 really unwell. They're all caring for her. The only person with regular work is Damaris. Abby's got a little bit of work in an inn. And they're dire straits. Abby makes the decision to try and rob the fancy mansion next door. So she climbs out through the window of their tenement into the window of the house next door where she finds in that room it has an occupant. It is an old woman who we find out later is her name's Lady Beatrice and she's essentially the victim of quite significant neglect. Yeah. And that is a turning point in the fortunes and the fate of both Lady Beatrice and Abby and the four girls. Really long explanation. So long. The reason but that's this is like setting the scene that then feeds into all of the series. The girls decide, Abby decides that, you know, because of the reasons that they're they're essentially hiding because they've fled this brothel and they're pretty sure that people are going to be looking for them. Mm -hmm. So they take on a new name. So they no longer call themselves Chantry. We don't really know what Daisy's surname is. We never really learned Damaris's. So they all call themselves Chance and they make a pact that they will be as sisters regardless. So those are the Chance girls and the series follows each of them. So the first book is about Abby. And Lady Beatrice is of means, like she is an aristocratic lady who has money but is essentially being neglected and kind of exploited by her servants, by her servants. who are embezzling all of her yes. money. Yes, and so Abigail, who's just the kind of person who takes charge and tries to help people all the time, stands up for Lady Beatrice against all of the people who are kind of been neglecting and abusing and exploiting her. And so she kind of saves Lady Beatrice. So Beatrice then adopts the girls. And says that they are her nieces. Yes. Even though most of society knows that she doesn't have any siblings to whom they can be nieces which is a sort of comedic subplot that runs throughout the whole story absolutely and so it's very much about them that's their entry into society is through lady beatrice but there is this wonderful bond between the girls and lady beatrice because of this sort of turning point in their lives well they saved each other they did genuinely so there's another character in the series who is lady beatrice's actual nephew max and max he's been away the story opens with him Max, when he comes of age, discovers that I think it was his uncle, who was Lady Beatrice's husband, Mm. has died and he has pretty much bankrupted the family. So Max, who loves his aunt, goes away to make his fortune. Yeah. And he becomes partners in a trading, sort of like the East India Company. Yeah, and does effectively rebuild the family Really, really effectively. So Lady Beatrice never knows how bad it got. So Max has a couple of friends who are with him in this venture. There's a silent partner, one of his friends in London. There's his friend Patrick Flynn, who's an Irish guy, working class origins, who the company is actually named after. So they're like the male characters who we do see throughout the story. 
story. Yes, yeah, who then followed all the way through the series yeah. kind of thing. So the first story is, and this isn't a spoiler, it's very, very clear in those first two chapters that it is Abby and Max. Max is really suspicious of these girls who have moved in with his aunt. Yeah. And that's... Because they've sort of sorted stuff out by the time he comes back yeah. from making his fortune. He thinks they're taking so advantage. he's looking at his aunt going, you seem a little bit like someone's been taking advantage of you. You seem a little bit neglected. And the girls are saying yes. And his aunt is saying yes, it was the horrible servants. But the servants are long gone by the time Max comes back. So as yeah. far as he's concerned, it's these girls who are clearly not sisters, yeah. clearly not nieces of his aunt, etc., etc. So Max has... As part of that initial opening prologue in the book, he's made a deal with a merchant to who's invested in him, who sort of takes Max under his wing. And as part of the book, one of the sort of obstacles in the book is what this deal actually is with the merchant that gets in the way of Max and Abby. And the other thing that is an obstacle is this sort of running mystery of how and why did Jane get sent not to be a companion, but... To be a brothel yeah. worker. Why are we saying brothel worker? I don't know why you're not saying prostitute. You said that's... brothel worker to the No, beginning. because you said she was in a brothel and I said as a brothel worker. I not thought as you like... were being like sens- like censoring us. No, oh, I was saying okay. in, she wasn't in a brothel as like a scullery maid. She Daisy was. was. In... Exactly. That's why I thought it was an important. Daisy was a brothel worker. That's my point. Oh, okay. Anyway, so why Jane got sent to be to the brothel to be a prostitute. So that's that first book. The second book follows. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. No, I'm not. It's not going to be that long. I'm just going to say the second so book long. is about. The second book is about. Look, I'll do it in like 20 seconds. Is about Damaris. Great. And what's the next the one? The third book is about Jane. Good. And the last book is about Daisy. Right. And the whole series is really about the girls finding their own futures. Yes. So for some, you know, for Abigail, that was about getting herself settled and secure enough to look after her sisters and Lady B. Yep. Protecting the people around her. Yep. For Jane, it was really about finding a place and getting a little bit of, like, she obviously Jane had... wants to make an advantageous marriage because she's the beautiful one and she knows that oh, if she right. does that, and that's what Abby's trying to do in that first book as well, is get Jane ready to debut in society so that she can make the match that will support the rest of them. Yeah, and then sort of the others have some secrets about them and Daisy is uninterested in marrying because she's got a club foot and thinks that no one could possibly love her. And she also is very, very interested instead in making clothing. She's, she's a, a very skilled seamstress yeah, and designer, designer, so that's her focus. Is the that enough? longest it summary. Not Don't bother reading the books, guys. There it is. You are so detailed. I'm sorry. It's no longer than any of the other ones you do. I just edit them down. Oh, I'm sure you do. Well, I look forward to seeing how you manage to edit down the encyclopedic level detailed summary you just I'm not delivered. going to because I do the editing. <laughs> so, Kimberly. Yes. You can talk now. Would oh, you recommend the Chance Sisters series? Look, it's tough. Yes, I would because the first book is great. Even awesome. if you just... I love the second book is great too. The second book is Jane's. No, it's Damaris's. Oh, right, okay. So I would definitely recommend the first book. Abigail's story is really good, and I love the introduction of the world and the characters Mm. and that relationship, even just talking about it now, like those girls taking care of each other and banding together, like gets me a bit teary. I really like 
that group of women and how they look after each other. I really, really liked it. And Lady Beatrice, oh, beautiful. So good. Uh, and so I really liked that side of it. Oh, you're right there. Sorry. Arthur is making all sorts of noises here. Shush now, darling. And so I love that one. And I really like Daisy as a character. Loved her story. The other two I can kind of take a leave, including Damaris, to be honest with you. I liked the whole, like, I did anticipate each book coming out. Oh, yeah, as in you I got excited like, about yeah, them coming out. And you I, knew their release date. Yeah, and that six-month period where I did nothing but read romance novels was because I was like, well, I better work up to the release of Daisy's book, yep. get myself in the zone. I would recommend them. The third book is Jane's story, and we've discussed this before in previous podcasts. The third book is not necessarily Angrace's strong point in terms of plotting. So the first book introduces key characters and the second book has the same characters in it so it operates within the people who you've already met and it develops some of them further like for instance the character of Patrick Flynn reappears and is given Max says to his friend Freddie make him look decent because Flynn wears outrageous pirate type clothes Um, and I think the second book really does benefit from the like it works off the back of that first absolutely strengths of that first book and it just sort of takes it in a new direction or a extended direction yeah focusing on Damaris and how she ended up in the situation she was in yes I really enjoyed that story as well is Damaris the one who is painting pottery yes or, yeah, right, yeah Damaris her parents were missionaries in China yeah that's her sort of the beginning of her backstory but the Jane third novel is Jane is a passionate animal lover she has this dog she walks it in the park and she meets this guy she thinks is a gypsy and he doesn't have anything to do he he isn't part of that pre-existing world which then you know does pose an obvious obstacle because no one knows who he is we all think he's a gypsy of course he is not a gypsy but that book had a really interesting supporting character in it that we wish she'd taken somewhere his name was Gil and he was like the friend of the gypsy oh yeah yeah yeah, we wanted him to go somewhere he was more interesting than the gypsy yeah Mm. subterfuge reasons is he a Gypsy, is he not? Who's Jane always going? Clearly, she's going to go see someone. Daisy her obstacle out. was, and I, you know what the problem for me with that book is? Her obstacle was a bit lame. So, well, no, okay, that's wrong. Her obstacle wasn't lame. Her obstacle did not speak highly of her. So Jane wants to make a really advantageous marriage and marry someone really rich and really titled and really powerful in society, which, you know, makes sense because her whole family fell apart and she ended up uh, working as a prostitute against her will. So I get that she was – you know what I mean? Yeah. I get that what she wants is someone who can – protect her and she understands that power and wealth in society is how you do that so that's all jane wanted she doesn't want to fall in love she just wanted to be safe and secure and so she didn't want to be with the gypsy because he wasn't those things and i was just kind of like eh. you can see that we we don't really like these obstacles that are like just here like the internal obstacles yeah. We we seem to be like, oh, the obstacle wasn't big enough. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it was just like, like think well, through it. Well, either you like him enough to get past it or you don't. Like, that's Probably says a people. lot more about our, ourselves. It really does. Rather 100%. than novel writing. Yeah. But there was, nicely, there wasn't gypsy magic. No, despite the fact that there he was, was a, gypsy, a gypsy. Perceived to be a gypsy. Which has a been a flaw gypsy. with some previous Anne Gracie third novels. Solving the obstacle actually with a gypsy 
doing a spell. Oh, my God. That was the perfect stranger. I yeah. don't know how it, that happened. Okay. The fourth book is Daisy's Story, The Summer Bride. Love Daisy's Story. So what's Story. really nice, one of the reasons that I think I recommend the whole series and just push through Jane's, you can skim it. Um, now that I remember that, it has the dog in it, it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah, the dog is great. And it has, but what, what I liked the best is because I like the character of Daisy so much and we're with her from the first novel. She's got that pivotal role in getting those girls out. We're with her for the second novel. She's the only sister left at home now in Jane's novel. So she is there very much as Jane's confidant, but Daisy's very savvy. So Jane thinks she's keeping a secret, but Daisy's totally on top of it. Oh, yeah. And Daisy gets to develop a little bit more so that by the time we have the summer bride. Daisy has developed heaps. She's this fantastic character and you're yes, just so on her on, side. She goes on the most extreme character arc in terms of changes the most and grows the most and is saved in a really significant way. And her Daisy's obstacle is internal. But the difference between Daisy's and Jane's obstacle is Daisy is she's had such a crappy life yeah, that's, that she and fundamentally does yes. not trust men and she very fiercely wants to protect her own independence. Yeah. And as a result, given the time that it's set in, which is like the 1820s, she's not interested in marriage because she does not want to sign over herself and all of her possessions and things she's worked so hard for to a man to own. Yeah. And that we buy. Yeah, that I bought into. I think I bought into Daisy's because it was a, I have fought so hard to build this and stand on my own. I'm not going to give it to some guy because I happen to marry him. And it was that kind of underdog story that I could get on board with. Whereas Jane's is a little bit more, I was used to privilege and then it got taken away and now I want my privilege back. And so I guess I just had more trouble with her as a character. That's a horrible summary and really, like, sells short that character and the writing and all that kind of stuff. That's just was, I suppose, my takeaway. And I also think that there's a lot more to the Damaris one than we've acknowledged because she's had – Damaris has had, like, actual trauma – in yes. her past yes. and and part of her obstacle is trying to overcome that trauma when she does have some fundamental trust issues that have arisen because of that but i also think that that in and of itself is again the problem i have with jane because it comes after it comes wedged between two really meaty meaty, meaningful yes you should have an internal struggle i get why that's really hard for you blah 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 and she's kind of a little bit spoiled rich girl it felt a bit insipid compared to three really strong novels so what i would probably you know if i was you know had the skills to write these i would have probably had done jane in the way that anne gracie did charity the sibling in the perfect rate which is a previous episode of ours if you haven't listened to it it's a good one the book is um make your own judgments about the episode (laughs) where it was a sort of dual plot and the main character the perfect rate as well as the beautiful sister get married off within the one book yeah i would have probably done that with jane yeah me too but then that would have that would have allowed it to be a sort of subplot i don't think there was enough yeah you're in right. jane you to be a her, full plot yeah, give her the exact same story subplot, subplot it. it and then weave it in with maybe Demaris. alongside damaris yeah you could have done i that. don't think we would have had it wouldn't have been okay with daisy but no. you know what it could have been woven in with Abigail. It could have been woven in with Abigail. It that could have been nice. But one of the other big reasons why I do love this series is I just adore the character of Lady Beatrice. Me too. She's terrific. And she calls everyone girls. <laughs> and she's fiercely, like, loyal and protective. I like that about it full stop. 
all of the girls are fiercely loyal and protective of one another. And I really what love they have. That. And Lady Beatrice yeah. is part of that. It's a beautiful family. It's a one about family that I really like. And it's one about family that is really about strong female characters, which mm. I also like. And there's the two they've sort of only really got like two servants and the butler. Yeah. I feel like Featherby is one in every book ever. So the butler. That'll the butler do. and the footman who lived next door to the girls in the tenement and were instrumental in getting yes. them out. So they're, they're a nice sort of supporting character who then, because obviously what's going to happen to Lady Beatrice if all the girls leave and get yes. married. So she's constructed some really nice characters to it, it ties everything is really nicely resolved yeah at the end of the series and and i felt very satisfied with where it ended up yeah me too i cried in daisy's book i don't remember distinctly crying and sorry <laughs> just more of a weeper <laughs> you are a weeper it's like so i said true. i'm just the target audience you are yeah. <laughs> not that i'm not that i'm not i just don't tend to cry as easily yeah if, it, if you just book. put like stage direction cry here in yes. books that's cut to me that's what i'm doing i think that's us done i think what else is there to say go out and read it we really do recommend this series we're a big fan of an Anne gracie series we even sorry i couldn't find gracie in your contacts thanks siri we're okay cheers siri <laughs> what a podcast Artie the baby siri getting the, involved the nosy ai <laughs> uh yes no we super recommend an Anne gracie series uh we even really enjoy trash talking the third book of hers. We love an Anne Gracie third book, to be honest with you. I love getting to them and being like, well, let's see what you she know, does this sometimes time. Sometimes I have, I have great hope, but maybe, just maybe, trilogy. Don't underestimate the... The power of a trilogy. Direct how... from us to Anne Gracie. Are you listening, Anne? They don't always have to be <laughs> quartets. And goodness, Eloisa James just writes like 20 novels. 20 novels. She just bucks She writes the, it until they resolve. That woman is prolific. Okay, looking forward to your next day, Gracie. We've we've been reduced to ranting. Thank you so much for joining us once again for Trash and Treasure. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.